Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Have you checked out the latest Ball Family Reserve collection from Ernie Ball Music Man? BFI is a celebration of Ernie Ball's heritage and instrument craftsmanship, which features some of the finest figured tone woods and finishes available. These rare pieces are offered in limited production runs and allow the public access to instruments previously reserved for family and loyal artists. This month features the Bongo in Wild Cherry Burst, the Majesty in Blue Steakhouse, and the Valentine in Target Burst. Learn more about where to get yours at music-man.com forward slash BFR. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham. Hello there. Jay Cross. Hi. And Naomi McLeod. Hi. Hello, everyone, and welcome, yes, to the 279th episode of the Guitar Nerds Podcast. Thank you, listener, for making it along. I need to start things off, guys, by pointing out that last week's quiz might have had some inaccuracies. <laughs> so it does it does turn out that when I, It does turn out that when I was reading out the the scores I'm not sure why my victory music is uh, the Guile theme from Street Fighter, but that's that's what it is. Yeah, I I unfortunately one of the best bits of music ever written. Oh, hundred percent. I I cut Jay short of three points when three uh, three whole points. It was an entire round that I forgot to score you in. Does that and that probably doesn't even include the two questions that you totally shafted me on. And didn't yes, give me that doesn't include. It doesn't include those. That means that, in fact, Mark Packham came last with seven points. Matthew Knight second with eight points, and Jay Cross, you won with a whopping ten points. The only thank you, thank you. nerd host to make it into thank double you. figures. So, I, mean, uh, I don't think anyone's surprised by this because anyone you. paying attention last week in any way realised that Jay won about you know t- two thirds of the way through, and yet when the results came in. You had completely muffed it up. <laughs> I'd just like to, you know, take this moment to to thank all the Guitar Nerds podcast listeners who wrote in the death threats that were sent to Joe. There were uh, quite a few. The protests that happened outside of his house. That was the bricks thrown through his window. One caught uh, that, that was me. 
<laughs> my god stuff got pretty real by the same it did yeah, it, it did, did it did, did. And, and and truly truly thank you very much to to everybody who stood up for me um and yeah i well, it, I, it, I, I won't i won't forget you it was in fact i mean it did actually cause quite a lot of uproar so much so um that that matt knight who of course won the the podcast last last week when i misscored it was so upset that he quit and we've replaced him with naomi yeah um yeah that's right so it yeah. is uh, matt's yeah. actually he had to remortgage his house because he spent um, spent all the winnings on uh <laughs> now he's got to pay them back and yeah he's exactly in serious yeah, debt. yeah. Mm. yeah. so exactly. but yeah no in all seriousness it was a great quiz joe i especially Thanks, liked man. all the questions that i answered correctly um <laughs> that was my favorite bit of the quiz uh yeah no good good work i'm looking forward to to winning another one soon there you oh, go wait, no, i've got a right one haven't i you've got yeah that's right we mm. in 25 episodes time um, although there has been a bit of a call by listeners for us to reverse the podcast uh, or order, so that now, so that we do twenty-five quizzes and then do a regular episode. I mean, that sounds good to me. I'm up yeah, for that. I mean, that's, so, that sounds good. Yeah, it's so much less brain power because you can just sort of cruise by and lose, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> Can't really do that in a regular episode. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if you've ever listened to this podcast before, Mark, but I assure you, you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's basically every episode, isn't it? We all cruise by and everyone loses. Yeah. <laughs> so in other news, uh, we've got Naomi from the Bass Guitar Nerds podcast on the Guitar Nerds podcast. Um, welcome in. to the, yeah. They said it would weird. never happen. And we're already well, doing crossovers. Let's just go with a collab. <laughs> Yes, Very 2020 right. of you. I have yeah, to say, I, I thought so too. I thought so too. It's, it's my plan to, of course, turn the Guitar Nerds podcast into uh, a bass Guitar Nerds podcast without anyone really realizing. Of course, everyone on this podcast, I guess now, right now, is a bass player first. That anyway. is true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't appreciate. Oh, that sorry. At all, sorry. Jay. <laughs> We also um, have it, ears and can hear you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes, sorry. Jay is an artist. Um, the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like to prefer to be called that, so I'll, I'll yeah, stick yeah, with that. Yeah, with my <laughs> contemporaries, Leonardo da Vinci and <laughs> others. So, uh, so this week I was uh, I was recording uh, a Friday special that's not coming out for a couple of months, um, and I was talking to more guitars. Um, Dan from Moore Guitars, Moore spelled M-O-A-R. Um, and uh, d- d- have you guys checked out Moore Guitars before? Only the photo that you sent me. Yeah. Okay. So Moore Guitars are absolutely uh, fantastic, like super interesting. They do a number of shapes, but they're um, the kind of the deal is they're all very shaped, like classic shapes that have been... Uh, uh, I don't know how to say it, uh, like sanded down to be very angular and, and slim and, and look very, very cool indeed. Um, so, yeah, so I... Uh, Where are they based? Uh, so it's uh, so Dan's actually from London, but his shop's in Copenhagen. He moved to Copenhagen about eight years ago um, and, uh, and, yeah, set up shop there. And he has a fantastic Instagram, like, you know, nearly 32,000 followers on Instagram. And he does a fantastic job of on there of like uh of showing people the inside of his workshop and talking people through every build that he does because it's still very much a a complete custom shop from start to finish and every model you know he's he's happy to make any amount of alterations to any of the standard shapes that he does or you know someone has recently uh 
got in touch with him and, and said they want to they want to make an explorer, which I think they're calling the Exmora. Very good. Um, nice. Yeah, but yeah, that's <laughs> like good. Like a bit of like a bit of pun. Yeah, I like that. Well, the the tea style uh, guitar that he's got is called the Morty, which I I liked. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I'm looking at that good. right. Looking at those right now, and obviously, you know, as with any custom builder, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of options. One mm. that I think is really interesting. The picture that he's gone for is like. You know, it just looks like a, you know, an ash body or something, and it's you know it's regular sort of T style guitar, but P, single P ninety, which is obviously cool. But weirdly, this one here, the P ninety is like almost in the middle position, which yeah. I totally wouldn't have expected. Um, you know, if someone said single P ninety guitar, you think okay, it'll be a bridge pickup. Yeah. This just isn't that at all. It's like in the middle. It's yeah. very very odd. I'm kind that- of into it. They're really cool. That was part of a series that he did called the Naked Morty, um, which was a which was that the T style guitar with a single P ninety, which he would put anywhere in in the body, any position you wanted, and a single volume control, and it came completely unfinished to you, but with a, a little pot of wax for you to finish it yourself if you wanted. And, and so for that reason, he charged like way under a grand for it. Like it was like I think eight hundred and something, and he did he made fourteen of those. It was like a first come. Uh, sort of, you know, first served, I think, is the uh, is the <laughs> it's been a long day, but some people refinish them. Like, also on his Instagram, towards the top, he's got um, he's got images of uh, uh, a fellow called Carl Blackwood who refinished one of the naked Mortys in black, uh, surprisingly. But, um, I think they are awesome and super cool guitars. And Dan was an absolutely lovely fella. So uh, I so I ordered one after the podcast. I may have been drinking whilst recording the podcast, <laughs> but now now it's happening. So I'm uh, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to to um to get this get this on the move. So I'm going for I'm going for a Wayfair, which is his like three thirty three three five style uh, body shape. Um, you know, sort of incredibly thin version of of that. Um, I'm just looking at the picture here, Joe. It looks so thin. Yeah. Have you yeah. got a depth measurement on it? I mean, it looks I, like mega, mega, mega skinny body. I, I don't have the depth. I do know that they're supposed to wear, weigh something like two and a half kilograms. Wow. Um, which is which is crazy. Proper sort of throwing around guitar. So no, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the depth is. They're, okay. they're very thin. But I'm going for like three bass p oh it's a bass i'm getting i'm getting a four string bass so i'm going for three bass p90s with basic switching so the individual uh, uh pickup switches for each one but no bass nice. cut like you'd have on a bass six mm-hmm. just uh, just the three individual switches but i'm excited i can't it- even imagine what that is going to sound like like <laughs> that body shape which is you know obviously very thin um yeah on yeah. a bass yeah. With P90s. Yeah. Base P90s, yeah. It it sort of couldn't be any more Joe Branton in yeah, how uh esoteric it's yes. going to be. I'm going Are for you... no F holes as well. I'm going for Okay. Yeah. Are you Which... going to be allowed to play this live? Is, uh, has this made it past the Polymath Live Committee? Well, yes, yeah. This 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 should be fine for for Polymath should Live. Be. I'm, okay. I'm going for a 30.5 inch scale. Well, it's a wood finish, and they're not big fans of wood finishes. But um, I'm going for a dark wenge, so I mm-hmm. think it was it's going to be appropriate stage uh, stage wear, as it were. So yeah, there you I go. I didn't realise there were such um, 
such stringent uh, criteria to be met. In fairness, um, I put most of the stringent criteria in place because uh, our, our keys player wears a lot of terracotta and mustards, which I just can't abide by. So I have to force everyone into into you know a certain stage dress but that includes making sure people have appropriately colored instruments and one of the things that we have a lot of questions over is wood grain so uh yeah but i think this one will be fine i think this is dark enough to make it through absolutely are you going to push for a wenge um keyboard bed as well that (laughs) that that i think would be a great jeans yeah, <laughs> a full Wenge keyboard, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. black uh, and white keys all Wenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but Chris, I'm, Crispy no, needs to he needs to invest in some new drum shells. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Solid but, Wenge drums <laughs> for polymath moving forward. No well, drum skins. Just the entire thing is a it's just block. a log. It's just a tree yeah. trunk. Speaking of wood, a nice little addition that you get with every Moore guitar is you get a Moore stop. So he cuts a, a doorstop out of what's left of like some part of the guitar. There's a part of the guitar, I can't remember what it is, that is nearly the shape of a doorstop. So he, he you know, uh, files it down to be appropriate. And then, do, you think, uh, do you think that was the start of the business? Was He, <laughs> he, he, actually, he, he actually started selling doorstops and he just found that like you know you cut out this this really perfect part of the uh it's this really perfect part of the tree for doorstops and he's just left with this thing that looks a bit like a guitar previously he'd just been chucking them away and uh yeah he's found that actually he can use that bit of wood to build a guitar afterwards i think that's uh, that's quite likely i think that probably yeah. is the maybe case, that's but... why the guitars are so thin maybe he was making guitar shaped doorstops mm. to wedge under the door but then he's oh you can actually just play these they're really the good wing wedge Ooh, is that I what like happened, that. Joe? Yeah, pretty, almost definitely. I imagine so. I, imagine <laughs> I can't believe you didn't ask these questions. These are important. These are the sort of questions that we want to know. I'm sorry. I was getting excited about buying one. I think. It, it, yeah, we've that. we've just spoiled a Friday special that's coming out in two months' time. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That, I'm, I'm, people will have forgotten by then. Uh, hopefully, what what we've said on this podcast. I know we will. So, uh, I mean, five minutes after we switch off, it goes out of my brain. So Exactly, exactly. So I'm, I also, I'm writing everything down. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. I, I also, this week, got some more Plectrums. Not not more, the brand, sorry. Oh, yeah, they also made out of wood. That's the other thing. I was like, uh, I didn't mention this on the podcast uh, with, uh, with, with Dan from Moore, but I assumed his last name was Moore because it's spelled M-O-A-R. And he's like, oh, no, that's not my last name. It's called Moore, like that, from the... From the Malmsteen thing. Oh, from the Malmsteen quote. Yeah. Oh, more is more. Yeah. Well, how can, can less how be can more? less be more? More is more. It's from that Malmsteen quote. Wow. I like it. So uh, there you go, which I thought was rather cool. Before you move great. on to Plectrum Show, can I just talk about my bass quickly? Well, yeah, you could have added the... it to the notes of the podcast. Yeah, so sorry. I knew it was the next subject. Then I would have segued you in flawlessly. Well, I would have done if I cared um so the uh this this week i actually i don't want to turn this into the bass guitar nerds podcast but i actually did for the first time uh this year i think uh get the my my bass out of its gig bag uh there's been no reason to because why would you play a bass at home uh when you don't have like a band practice or a gig or whatever um so yeah i finally got it out of the gig bag and 
it was just in a terrible state. The setup was so bad. And I thought like, okay, right, I'm going to actually uh, fix this. Um, so I did two things. Firstly, I took the saddles off and cleaned the bridge for the first time since I bought it in 2002 or 2003. Oh, wow. um, and yeah. Wait, so that, haven't you done like 500 plus shows on that? Yeah, base? yeah. There's like 17 oh. years worth of grot under the uh, under the saddles so i gave that a good clean but also the machine heads that have been broken one of the machine heads that's been broken since about 2005 i finally got around to fixing it um with the help of j cross uh finding some some difficult to find machine heads for me um and uh i did a full setup on it first time i've done a full setup on that base yeah, probably since like 2008, something like that. Um, and it's just always been reliable. But I think a year of inaction uh, and a year of like literally just being sat in a gig bag has uh, has had taken its toll on it. Um, what, what strings did you go for? Oh, always the uh, always the regular slinkies. Yeah, I'm always the, what are they, 5105s, something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't um, know they had a name. Uh, oh, wait, I didn't know they had a name. What? Like a what? number. What? The regular slinkies. Yeah, no, 50 to 105. Oh, that's what they are. (laughs) Joey, you okay? (laughs) I didn't realise they were 50 to 105. If he just said 50 to 105, I'd have been like, oh, that's the gauge. That is what he said. That is what I said. He said 50, 105. Yeah, 50, 105. I thought it was like how Daddario number strings. I thought that's what you were saying. The hyphen (laughs) was silent. Yeah. I understand. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, uh, like I did a full setup on it, and uh, it's playing much, much better. It was a bit like a sort of bow and arrow when I uh, f- first pulled it out of the gig bag. Mm. And I did a bit of recording with it, and I was like, do you know what? This is not working. So, uh, yeah, give it a bit of a spruce up, um, and removed, like I said, 17 years' worth of grot from wow. uh, under the scratch plate and also under the bridge. It was, uh, it was very cathartic. Wow, yeah, that... that- yeah, sounds I'm, bloody I'm, horrible. It was. Yeah, it was it disgusting. And in fact, when I took the machine heads off, the headstock under the machine heads is like a completely different colour than the rest of the the exposed stuff. And I think that's partly just exposure, you know, to sunlight and or not sunlight, but to light in general and stage lights and stuff. Um, but also partly because the rest of the base is just so disgusting that under the machine heads hadn't been kind of. Uh, gummed up with just dirt it was uh, i sent i sent uh you guys some some photos and i think you were rightfully disgusted yes it was it was it was pretty pretty rank naomi you finally got your uh, your bronco base uh, back over i did my my long lost tiny short scale lover is um is back in my in my company um yeah so i'd been i'd been separated by lockdown between uk and ireland from from all of my gear um, so it finally returned to me just two weeks ago, I believe. So I'm back playing a lot now. Um, and I have to say mostly playing it of all the bases that I brought with me. So, And you have you have flats on your Bronco, which I, you probably said on a podcast, but I didn't realise until you put that video on the, on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I actually went for, it was ECB81S, I think, the Daddario flats. Um, popped them on pretty much when I did the mods. I don't generally care to change flats if I can avoid it. Um, so that has been the set ever since. Um, I actually need to double check. I'm pretty certain Labella would do short scale sets. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a I have a set of Labella um, uh, forty five two one oh fives 
on uh, on my little music master, my little 1977 music master. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. 45105s on my jazz bass currently, Labellas, which I love. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not too much of a brand snob and I quite enjoy or have enjoyed over the years stumbling upon, across string sets um, that have just worked and have stuck with them that way. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. I, th- I find the 45 to 105 on a short scale is too thin for me uh, i can't it doesn't it doesn't work um but I, I i can't find a company that will do a custom set of flats um in a in a thicker uh, in a thicker gauge uh, so i can get rounds like i get rounds from um newtone. Uh, from newtone yeah because mm-hmm. they'll do me like a 65 to 115 but um but they don't do flats and so i i'm I gave it a go with these labellas, but having them in D standard, it just doesn't work. They just yeah, yeah. I know alternate tunings get super tricky with flats on a short scale, don't yeah. they? Yeah, exactly. Um, have you looked at? I'm. I should know this, but do elixir do flats? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't think. I, I don't think they do. Like their whole thing is about zing, isn't it? That's yeah, like, like staying... I suppose it is. Yeah, just elixir as it happens have had such an impressive range of single strings available. I have built so many custom sets for guitarists and um and bassists over the years, um, particularly with them, just as it's happened. Um yeah. so if they if they did do a, a set of flats I would I would point you in that direction for sure. They, I mean go. they do so much stuff. I hadn't actually realised it. You know, they do like loads of like acoustic bass stuff as well. Yeah. Um but do they do I don't think they do. I don't think there's any flat wounds. So nickel-plated steel or stainless steel, um, is there any... No, there is nothing flat-wound as far as I can see. Ah. Speaking of acoustic bass, I got in a really awkward situation the other day where I was you, at You this, accidentally uh, bought an acoustic bass? No, no I'm never going to do that. I'm not a fool. But I was at, I was at this party in, in the woods and uh and someone where is this going i mean you're really not enamoring yourself i've got to be honest (laughs) and someone brought along an acoustic bass and everyone was like oh joe you play you play bass play some songs i was like what what do you want me to do here and you 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 banged off a rendition of polymath's uh (laughs) first album Uh, yeah. To uh, a, uh, a very excited audience in the woods, which is yeah. just like how most of your gigs are, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> Three hours later, <laughs> everyone was asleep or had left. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> I kept getting asked for Chili Peppers songs. It was, it was a bad time. Just on, on the bass. On, on was, solo bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And wow. singing. And singing. Yeah, no, I obviously didn't do was that. It, oh, so, it was wait. Hang on. Someone, you had a party in the woods... And someone yeah. bought just an acoustic bass. Yes. You should explain the fact that this wasn't like you didn't organise a rave. Like I feel no, like no. you should you should talk about the fact that the, yeah, this isn't you flouting lockdown rules and hanging out in the woods with no, a exactly. thousand other yeah, math no. I mean obviously not a thousand other math rock fans because you know, No, everyone there, there everyone <laughs> there was wearing a PVC onesie. It was totally fine, like and completely safe. This sounds like <laughs> no. It's that, that's. I mean, it was a wedding anniversary. It's just a, a family event. It sounds like some strange, like David Lynch, like scene, like something that didn't make it into Blue Velvet or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was similar. We did buy a portaloo, 
and uh, and and put that up in the in the woods. That's that was good. That was anyway. just for fun. There was plenty of facilities, <laughs> but nearby. But yeah. uh, just did a team building exercise. Who can who can put together this portaloo in the uh, fastest period of time? It was well, difficult. It was actually quite complex. Happy wedding anniversary! I bought you a portaloo. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, know, this all sounds horrible. Thanks for yeah, sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know how I got into plectrums quite a lot recently, and uh, and and obviously we've spoken about the Hofschmidt plectrums, the big sort of ten mil thick um, uh, anvil XLs that that we were checking out, and of course there's Gravity Chicken Picks, um, Honey, uh, an, an American plectrum brand. I want to, I would definitely want to get hold of some bits and bobs for. But I recently got sent. A couple of plectrums from Luna Aurora, who are uh, this this very lovely little handmade bespoke plectrum uh, company from the south coast of the UK, and uh, they make really interesting plectrums. So they sent me a couple in a in a little pot, and they have a very unique shape because the plectrums themselves look like someone's taken a bite out of the sort of top corner, the thickest corner of. Of, of the plectrum because of course I guess your your hand doesn't really touch that because you grip on the far side of the plectrum from how you're where you're applying it to the guitar and then it's also kind of uh, uh, scalloped around a sort of thumb pinch in that area so it's very shapely I'm very into the sort of shapeliness of this uh, plectrum but I got two sort of two different types uh, of pick from them both in this sort of like uh, this kind of uh, I guess I, I don't know um, I don't know which type it is. I guess it's the uh, the standard smoke um, by the looks of things. They call it the standard smoke um, Kieranite. And Kieranite, I think, is the, obviously the... Kieranitely. Yeah, Kieranitely. Exactly, that one. Um, but yes, uh, these are these are fantastic, lovely little sort of very well-produced, very shapely plectrums. I'm very into these as kind of a new... Uh, as a as a new idea, I don't know what thickness these are, but I'm uh, but you know I'm they they feel very much like over the sort of one and a half two mil, but because they're pinched, they they feel l- less heavy in your hands, which I actually found really good. I found that to be quite an advantage. I thought I still had kind of enough movement around the strings, which as you get larger strings, you find it larger plectrums, you're finding yourself have to, having to make smaller sweeping movements across the strings. Um, whereas these, I thought, still gave you that sort of, you know, movability. This has um, got kind of the same sort of channel as the uh, guitar that you've been crowd sourcing what what guitar is that? The the pink dark guitar with the oh, channel. Oh right, down I see what you mean it. with the channel. Yes, yes, I understand. Yes, of course. Yeah, I guess that's right. I guess that's right. But I'm very like I'm I'm looking through the Luna Aurora range. I'm very into the Chunky Monkey, um, <laughs> which is which is there, which is like a huge glow in the dark plectrum, and it looks like if you look at the chunky monkey that very much looks like it has a channel where you grip because then the plectrum actually comes out to quite a substantial thickness um oh, it doesn't say a, it doesn't say a thickness which is why I want I want to know how thick they are but I guess I guess it's it varies so much i mean what at that point what are you measuring because generally with plectrum plectrums oh yeah they're they're the same thickness the whole way across exactly. whereas this starts quite thick gets considerably thicker then gets quite thin again and then gets thick again at the end so i mean 
I'm not really sure what part of it you would measure. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe that's why there aren't them. But they look fantastic. I'm really into these guys as a brand. They're really interesting. They look very well, um, you know, very well made. Um, How do you make something like this? What's it made out of? I don't know. I always assumed you like, uh, you suck it like a sweet until it sort of Um, of makes the shape. Is it like cast? I guess it's cast in a mould. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's best like that we hand. don't we don't speculate because we don't know. <laughs> no, we have no idea. <laughs> this could get quite risky quite no, fast. I'm quite happy with it being a mystery. But yeah, these look absolutely fantastic. And listener, I think you should check them out if you get a chance. Luna Aurora. They make wonderful um, plectrums. Now, before we move on to the news, did everyone see the the Dunable that got posted on the Guitar Nerds forum recently? Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. I didn't, but you've posted it here, so I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it, so it, so we, we haven't spent that much time talking about Dunable before. I think we have given them a, a little bit of our time, but they're a brand that we really should be way more on board with than we than we are. They make some absolutely fantastic models and, you know, they they made a, a, a Cyclops recently, an aluminium-necked shell-pink Cyclops with a torque guard. And uh, it was a custom order for a customer who changed their mind, so they popped it up on their shop. But, oh, listener, you absolutely have to um, have to check out this guitar. Has, has anyone actually spent much time on Dunnable as a brand other than myself? I've never played one, but they, you know, they always look fantastic. Um, and, yeah, this one in particular, what I like is kind of got that... Retro aesthetic in that it's got the kind of old sort of TV style knobs on there and, you know, it's got the um, trapeze bridge and stuff. But obviously, you know, the aluminium neck brings it like right up to speed with uh, with modern construction or future construction, I should say. Um, yeah. yeah, it looks really nice. Really nice. It, it gives me that kind of like, um, is it Maton? Uh, what's the guitars that um, Josh from Queens of the Stone Age plays? Yes, I know exactly what you mean, but I, I too don't know the name of the brand. I'm going to look it up right now, but it, it's giving me that sort of vibe, like kind of like squat sort of retro vibe to it. Um, yeah, it looks super cool. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've always thought that, that Dunnable makes fantastic guitars in that um, they're, they're so... There's such a wonderful fusing of like retro and modern that I think few other companies manage to, manage to do very well it's especially because the sort of people who are into those heavier heavier music tend to veer into more modern stuff than classic stuff but sasha dunnable um it is you know fantastic at, at making these wonderful hybrid instruments of course he's in the band intranaut and uh i think very much you know intranaut you know a, a perfectly you know uh fully formed money-making band you know without him going off to do um dunnable guitars as well but um they you know they they're they make some absolutely fantastic looking stuff everything that i see come come from dunnable is uh something that i want to buy very reasonably priced for a custom shop as well the um there's a base on their instagram that looks great um, oh you're probably talking about let me guess i'm looking, looking at the th- the thunderclapper the thunderclapper yeah yeah which i'm really into i mean obviously it's you know it's a take on a sort of p style bass um and uh yeah i mean there's a couple there that look really really nice just a, a nice take on a classic design as it were 
Yeah, yeah, they're they're fantastic. I mean, the I think the uh, the R two is the shape that I see come out more from uh, Dunnable than anything else, which is which is very much their. Um, uh, is that the sort of Thunderbird R- style one? It's the RD style. RD, uh, yes. Sorry, one. that's what I mean. Um, so yeah, you, I see that sort of the most out of all the stuff that comes from Dunnable, but it's very cool. They've done a couple of double necks as well, which I've been very into. Um, but yeah, they made like a half bass, half guitar double neck. Absolutely what I want. I still keep thinking about buying that Dan Electro double neck, the half bass, half guitar. Why not? From- Treat yourself. Where- I might well do that. I might well do that. It's, uh, they're very cool indeed. Um, anyway, we should uh, we should dive headfirst into a big old barrel of news. 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 First up on the uh, on the news for this week, um, Jay Cross, you're going to tell us all about an incredibly expensive Fender release. Yeah. So uh, this is the Brent Mason Stories Collection Telecaster. Uh, I don't know if you remember, I think it was at the start of this year, the Stories Collection was launched with the Eric Johnson 1954 Virginia Strat. And uh, basically the idea behind that was kind of taking the guitar of a famous guitar player and recreating it um, in the you know as a as a a one-off instrument um as opposed to just doing a uh like a custom shop reproduction or as opposed to doing a uh like a new signature model this is very much this is the guitar of the individual that they used and we're gonna recreate it um like that so the first one was that Eric Johnson Virginia strap, which was, I think, I can't remember the ins and outs of it, but there was some sort of weird, like, the body was from 1954, but the neck wasn't, you know, he swapped the neck out or something along those lines. Anyway, uh, Brent Mason, for people who don't know who he is, is a, uh, like, probably underselling who he is as a as a performer here, but um, like largely known as a Nashville uh, session guitar player has ah, been okay i didn't know who he was that's good yeah so um i actually hadn't realized how long he has been a nashville session guitar player uh but um apparently he has recording credits dating back for over the last five decades um so i mean yeah played with some big names played with dolly played with shania uh played with like you know a lots of the sort of country um legends uh across the years um has won lots of awards from the academy of country music like uh which is they've got a fantastic the the, uh academy of country music i think is um the like the sponsor of the country music hall of fame uh museum which is in downtown nashville if you ever are down there i would highly recommend going and doing that tour it's fantastic uh but yeah he won guitarist of the year like 10 years in a row in the night like throughout the 90s and into the early 2000s and basically uh the reason that he is such a prolific uh session guitar player is because his guitar has got literally everything on it everything (laughs) that you could possibly want any option this guitar's got it on does it have a piezo uh okay okay everything you could possibly want except a piezo right uh okay. so what this does have is um three seymour duncan pickups including a mini humbucker in the neck um it has got a uh 
glacier bender system or glaser bender system? Ooh, I believe it's glazer. Glazer, glazer bender. Um, so I believe it's glazier. It's not that. Gla- yeah, I don't think it's glazier. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the glazer uh, system is interesting because you can switch whether you make it a G bender or a B bender. Um, oh, so yes. it is a little different to the the sort of classic Parsons White. Uh, string bender that most people are familiar with when you think of a uh, when you think of a bender. What would uh, you have it as? What would I have it as? Yeah, uh, G, I guess. But you know, I'm also not the. Uh, I've never won the Academy of Country Music uh, Guitar Player of the Year award. Have you not? So, I've no, won, I've not. I, I've won it twice. <laughs> have you? Yeah. When did you win it? It must oh. have been after the '90s because that was only uh, that was only uh, Brent Mason. Uh, yeah, no, I won it in 2001 and 2001 and a half. I'm going right, to check okay, this. Good. I'm going to check this. I'm not convinced. Anyway, carry on whilst I look this up. So, yeah, um, there's just loads of stuff on it. It's, it's, it's mad. Um, you've got, uh, you've got a, a three-way selector on there. Uh, so interesting that you can Wait, only run the pickups. a three-way yeah, selector? Yeah, yeah, interesting you can only run the pickups individually i hadn't realized that but then it's got three rotary controls all all squeezed into a sort of telly bridge plate yeah where else would they be it's a telly yeah yeah yeah, it's just not longer and the buttons aren't smaller so they're quite tightly packed in so it's an individual i'm just looking right now it's an individual volume for the middle pickup so it's like a blend for the middle pickup what is the middle pickup it looks like it's made from wood uh it is it's a hot stack strapped middle pickup Mm. by but, Seymour Duncan. Have you heard of him? No. Oh. Okay. Um, so it's got a push-pull on-off for that as well. So you can blend it in and push it on and off to mix it in with the other pickups. So I'm I guessing... See. So you can use this as a conventional telly, I guess, as well. Yeah, yeah. so I'm guessing... Uh, I'm just trying to find out some information about how that's wired. But I think it's basically the the three pickup... The, the um, selector switch is... Regular telly switching, but then at any point you can also blend in the middle pickup and you can turn it on and off with the push-pull as well. Guitar Nerds is brought to you in association with Faith Guitars. Based right here in the UK, Faith Guitars are designed by British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle, who has been hand-building guitars for decades for some of the biggest names in the business. Founded in 2002, Faith Guitars have been voted the UK's best acoustic guitars five times in a row by both the public and panels of music industry experts, so you can be confident in your new Faith Guitar. Like all quality acoustics, Faith Guitars are made of all solid tone wood, so you can be sure they'll start off sounding great and improve year on year. Faith don't use laminated woods. But you'll be pleased to know that despite the all solid tone woods, the superb specification and handmade construction, Faith Guitars are still affordable, with prices starting at around £450 or $600. US Discover the range at faithguitars.com and then visit one of the many UK or European retailers to try them for yourself. But hold up! If you're in the USA or Canada, you can buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and by using the coupon code NERDS at the checkout, you can get an exclusive 10% discount. So, in the UK and Europe, check out the guitars at your local dealer or faithguitars.com. But for North American listeners... 
buy direct at faithguitarsusa.com and use the coupon code NERDS for a special 10% off at the checkout. That's USA coupon code NERDS at the checkout. Faith Guitars, award-winning acoustics, designed right here in the UK. That's quite good. That's quite sensible. This is definitely a very... Um, this is Session an- guitar? Yeah, I guess I guess that's exactly what it is, yeah. isn't it? But um, yeah, so the the thing that's cool about it is that this whole idea of like the stories, um, like selection of guitars. Uh, so yeah, this has been apparently this has been shaped that to match his specific guitar. Um, so he's this his is but this guitar is based off of um, like a I guess a sixties telly um, that he has. And um, yeah, they've they've like matched the shape exactly, so it's probably a little bit off of what you would expect from a normal uh, like up, uh, modern telly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean this 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 like series just excites me a little bit because I just sort of wonder what's next when you think in the world of like historic instruments. Uh, you know, this is a a thought experiment that we've done a number of times. You know, whether it's the the Francis Rossi Telly or whether it's the uh, Bruce Springsteen Esquire. Um, you know, there's a lot of very famous historical guitars out there, and yeah, it's just cool to think about what could come from this this collection, um, this ongoing series. Yeah, absolutely. There's- Am I wrong in thinking there's a cheaper model as well, as well as this custom shop one, that there is a more affordable guitar as well, right? Uh, so I don't there know. Are, there, are, there are two. Yeah, yeah two right. models. So you, can, you can get, there's a $2,500 model and there's a $12,500 model. Um, but yeah, I think the, um, the, the $2,500 model seems to you know, be relatively production line from the custom shop. Yeah, so um, as far and Jay, you might want to correct me on this, but as far as I know, uh, oh no, it does. I, for some reason, I thought that the cheaper one didn't have the B-Bender system, but it does. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the two models available. I think one, the Stories Collection one, I think is the uh, custom shop limited edition, $12,500, but there is also a kind of more, from what I understand, there's a more standard model, which is just the Brent Mason Tele caster um but yeah jay the, you the wanna, stories one is also relics i believe the stories uh version of it is also relict whereas the custom shop is 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 unrelict um i believe that's the i can hear yes. jay furiously typing i i mean I, <laughs> I i i don't know i don't know so it's uh i was having a look i wasn't i uh, didn't didn't ask me to to go this in depth joe you just said talk, <laughs> talk about Brent Mason. I didn't realise I was going to But they both go in. Co- I did, I mean, so the, to, to answer your question, I think the stories collection, I don't think it's custom shop. I think it's just high-end American. I think it's like... Right, the, got it. It's like a American original or something like that. So it's that sort of spec, which is why it's too grandish. Right. And then the custom shop is the relict one. Um, and that's the one that will be, that will be like, uh, yeah, like... Yeah, a custom shop expensive version. In the same way, I'm sure that was the same with the um, Eric Johnson. But yeah, I again, just did a, I did a quick bit of googling on that, and I believe that is also the case with the Eric Johnson. Yes, but yeah, that was in January, which feels both a million years and like yesterday. So I uh, I'm, I can't really remember the ins and outs of that. But um. millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, very cool. And it's in grey, you know, everyone's favourite colour. It's, no, but it's a lovely, like, it's a it's a nice primer grey. I'm actually very into this colour. This is the best bit about it for me. Like, in this in this time of Fender only producing things in sort of, you know, like poppy pastel colours, this is actually a colour I can get behind. Um, yeah, these prime, primer colours are cool. I'm into this. I mean, I'm not into a 12.5 grand price tag for a deli, but, you know, I, this is still a, a very, very cool guitar indeed. Did anyone uh, ever play the original Brent Mason signature made by Valley Arts? Because no, I, I no. did. And, uh, did you? Yeah, and it was really good. Yeah, there was a time uh, back in the day when we were at GAC where we were stocking Valley Arts guitars. I can't remember whether it was before or after they were bought by Gibson. Um can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, for a while they did his signature, which was basically exactly the guitar that, that Fender, uh, or, you know, very close to the guitar that Fender are, are putting out now. Um, you know, tele pickup, the uh, stacked pickup in the middle, and then the mini humbucker, the three controls. Um, but yeah, just not with the uh, with the classic headstock with a slight variation on the headstock. But they were really cool, really, really nice. Um, and kind of a weird thing to say that I've played. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, they were very, very unique. Nothing like that at the time. So, yeah, cool to see the uh, the official Fender version. Seems like a, a cool little thing. Yeah, very cool indeed. Um, now, uh, as we've spoken about Fender, I suppose, uh, you know, Naomi, we should talk about uh, what Gibson are bringing to the table this week. I suppose we should indeed. So Gibson are releasing the Lucas Nelson 56 Les Paul Jr. Another signature model. Everyone's on the signature model trend. Indeed. Beautiful little classic looking Les Paul Jr. at first glance. So Lucas Nelson, of course, is the son of the great Willie Nelson and the frontman of Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real, who in themselves have been Neil Young's backing band for about five years now, I believe. Oh, that's um, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, I had actually heard Lucas Nelson totally separately. It popped up on my Spotify um, and I didn't know he was Neil Young's part of Neil Young's backing band. So that's pretty awesome in itself. Uh, but back to the guitar, it is a beautiful sunburst Les Paul Jr. Uh, modelled on Lucas Nelson's own 1956 model. 
and they've added a few minor uh, modernizations in the appointments. Um, the main one being in the hardware, um, featuring a higher gear ratio for improved performance. Hmm. Um, it's a lovely sunburst finish, um, which in this model, they've actually developed a specific sunburst modeled on the vintage patina of Lucas's own. It does. It does look, even though it's not relict, it looks like an aged sunburst. The way they sort of go uh, very two tony. It does, doesn't it? I always think it's. I always refer to it as a handsome sunburst when, um, <laughs> when uh, it yeah when it has that kind of vintage two tone, uh, very definitely black by the by the edge of the instrument look. Um, also features a fat fifties style neck, um, and. A uh, single slab mahogany body, single slab, um, or not single slab, uh, mahogany neck, <laughs> and a rosewood fingerboard with dot inlays. So um, it looks great. It looks it great. Does, I mean, it? this is like, the least signature model signature model <laughs> I've ever seen. But the one, it th- is. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I had to go looking for what the what the signature appointments were outside of the outside of the very classic model yeah. and I, I kind of admire the subtlety of them i like that he's basically taken his fa- his favorite instrument his reliable um toured guitar and basically said i want to release this to, yeah. to the wondrous public yeah i mean you know you can't you can absolutely cannot go wrong with a lesbian junior you know mark you would be testament to that but this is this is a fantastically I, I love how simple this offering is from Gibson mm-hmm. price wise as well uh, at, at you know that 59.9 US um this is less than I expected it to be yeah um, that to me but I'm just doing a bit of reading because I'm wondering is it a satin yes it is it's satin body so uh, or satin finish so i'm guessing it's going to be more like the kind of faded series um which is fine by me because you know i kind of love those sort of thinner skin nitro finishes um but because this is sitting at around the kind of same or ish price as the uh, regular junior that they're doing at the moment, which is a gloss finish. And, you know, you would kind of expect there to be a bit of uplift for the fact it's a signature. And I believe they're also slightly limited edition as well, I seem to remember reading. Is the neck fat? Is it like a fat 50s neck on yeah, a, yeah. On a yeah, standard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a fat 50s style neck. Oh, yeah. oh, on the standard one, though, as well, is it? Uh, I don't know. I've not actually tried one. I need to go and go and have a look. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't see it here in the press release, but I remember reading somewhere that they're... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I thought they were a slightly limited edition. Um, I'm just trying to work out if it's like a better buy than a standard one. Well, I think it just depends what you're after because I'm pretty sure that the standards are like a gloss finish, like gloss nitro, and these seem to be satin. Um, I mean, personally, I think this looks better just because of the sunburst that they've gone with. I think it's, yeah, like we said, it's a bit more kind of authentic to the... um, well, to his actual 50s one. Um, and, but I think it will just depend on whether you want a gloss finish or a satin finish. Personally, yeah. I'd go with the satin. This looks amazing. I think this looks fantastic. I mean, a good time for Gibson to release something like this when Eastman of, uh, you know, with their um, their SB56s yeah. have, have just kind of landed and become available worldwide yeah, for yeah. very, very similar money for very, very good guitars. But of course... You know, it's not just with Eastman, it's not just that you're not getting Gibson on the headstock. That lower horn does have a different shape. And I, I think that's, you know, that's something that you can either get behind or not. Like if you need that full kind of Gibson experience, then even though the Eastman is an absolutely, it is probably a better built instrument at that price point um, than than a standard 
uh, junior is whether or not you can get behind the fact that it's it's very much not a junior. I'm just looking at some um, pictures of this uh, Lucas Nelson now as well. The other thing is that it's um, it's like a light back. You know, it's not the 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 um, black from the the edge of the sunburst doesn't carry over onto the back. So it's got like a kind of um, yeah, like brown sort of. Wait, what? So is it a burst on the back? Or no, 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 or no, just... no, 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 not at all. But it does. The the black doesn't carry over. So like on my oh, one, I for see. example, it's uh, it's I guess what you would call like a dark back, um, where the black from the sunburst is the colour of the back of the body and the back of the neck. This is like a kind of brown mahogany style uh, back, and it just looks super nice. Um, and also looking at some more in depth photos of the finish, the satin finish looks wicked it looks really really good i'm kind of tempted like the last thing that i need is another les paul jr but this looks really good the other thing it's got the proper bridge on it as well angled wraparound bridge whereas mine is like um straight and compensated on the bridge itself um and it's got the proper neck join on it which is where the heel of the neck isn't like flush into the body which mine is you know if you're to run your hand right down the neck you you know without you don't hit a heel there it goes right into the cutaway which is pretty common on the sort of two thousands reissues well not really issues but the just the Les Paul Juniors they were doing in the two thousands whereas the modern ones I think really starting with the Billy Joe Armstrong Les Paul and then the new twenty nineteen or twenty twenty models have that thing of you run down the neck and then you hit the heel like you would on the original fifties versions and this has that so it's like a super authentic you know reissue of a junior um and i think the satin finish as well if you're you know if you're playing it loads is going to wear really nicely as well i'm really into this yeah i'm into this at the price point this is fantastic in that case yeah okay i can totally get behind this guitar Um, this seems like again like i said i can't find anywhere now that does say limited edition but i swore i saw that uh to begin with but this strikes me as one of those guitars buy them now well it strikes me as one of those guitars like the billy joe's where they were you know what were they like 800 quid new or something and now they go for like 1500 quid second hand or two grand second hand um it seems like one where people will be like Oh yeah, no. If you want a really good junior, like get this one, um, and that will drive the uh, drive the price up in the future. Yeah, yeah, soon to be sought after. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Now we've spoken about Gibson, we've spoken about Fender, so I guess there is one more company that needs to release an instrument um, this week, and it is of course Gretsch. Mark Packham. Indeed. So Gretsch have just announced the, bear with me, G6636 TSL Players Edition Silver Falcon. Um, Their names get catchier all the time. Indeed. And uh, So this is the latest addition to the Players Edition range, uh, the Silver Falcon. Um, Key thing is it's a centre block model. um, And as with all the other players' guitars, the idea behind them is that it's kind of classic designs, but with sort of robust features for a a modern player um they yeah i mean there's not a huge amount really to talk about you know if you know kind of what a regular falcon guitar is this is everything that you would expect from that um with the center block um they the other thing is slightly smaller body than a regular falcon oh really yeah Oh, um, what? So Just they, because that's a modern appointment? Yeah, so they describe it as a slightly smaller 16-inch double cutaway body and chambered spruce centre block that enhances body resonance for a more organic tone and comfortably lighter weight. What's um, an organic tone? Uh, you know, it just <laughs> sounds like wood, isn't it? 
<laughs> sure. Um, so uh, high sensitive filtertrons in there, um, and the Bigsby is yeah. Th- so these are the things that they're, they're kind of call the um, like the players features. So you've got a Justomatic bridge on there, uh, Grovtech nut, uh, one of the Tusk XL nuts, and the Bigsby B7CP. Um, it, it's just a load of features and things like you know locking. Uh, sorry, Grover strap locks. Uh, and locking tuners on there as well. They're not like oh, very peri- nice. Yeah, not like period correct features, um, but just things that like you know it's, if you if you're into Gretsch but you want to take a Gretsch out every night and play it every yeah. night without I, some I, of the hassles that come with a Bigsby and non-locking tuners. This kind of solves that issue very I've much always- uh, in the style of uh, a silver or a, you know a Falcon guitar, but with some features that make it infinitely more usable if you're using it on a regular basis. Yeah, 100%. I've, I've always been a big fan of the Player Series for exactly that reason, you know, simply because it's kind of Gretsch being like, what are the problems with Gretsches? And of course, they are all those things that they are such like big-bodied, old-school instruments that, you know, that when, when it comes to sort of modern application, they they can fall down slightly if you're not, you know, completely obsessed as I am with, you know, things being specifically year correct. But um, but I love that they make this series that's a bit more like, these are the, the adjustments that a modern player would make to a Gretsch if they needed to take them out all the time. And I love that they have that out as a series. Not not by any means their most affordable range either. No, uh, this is... Um, Jay, remind me of the price on this one. I know you looked it up before. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was was it, th- it was like three, oh, three and a half? two four nine. I yeah. think it was no like three three four nine nine dollars. Yeah, um, US. So uh, just a couple of things about it. I'm just actually doing a bit of a deep dive on on what it means in terms of the features. So what I really like about it is things like the lock and tuners. Right, you think lock and tuners very modern. You can always kind of tell a guitar's got lock and tuners because you'll either see it on the tuner itself or it will have a kind of big chunky back on the tuner um, what I really like about these is that they've done something very retro looking and the fact that it's locking doesn't really interfere with the design of the tuner itself um, they look very very retro and I think you uh, you know I looked at a picture initially and I was like oh okay you know regular tuners but actually they've done something really subtle with the locking part of it to make it look like a kind of old school design. So I'm really into that. They very much still just look like Gretsch tuners. Totally. And the other thing that I'm into, as always with any of the the Gretsch stuff that's got this, the silver sparkle binding. I mean, it's just one of the best looking things that you can have on a guitar. Like... They, it just looks so cool, so cool. Silver sparkle binding all the way down the neck, round the headstock, and also the silver sparkle truss rod cover looks wicked as well. Yeah, yeah, they look... Uh, it looks super cool. I'm excited. I'm excited by this. I'm excited to see some new instruments come out this year. i tell you what, the end of this year is going to be the easiest Gear of the Year podcast series that we've ever had. Well, We're not going to do it, are we? Yeah, yeah, we'll just, uh, just put, pause it like everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. else this year. Do a rollover. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Well, that'd be good. I, I, I could get behind that. I could get behind that. Now, um, before we, uh, you know, before we finish up this podcast, I can, I can actually hear. I can hear in in the distance. There it is. Yes, those are the dulcet tones of the question duck ushering in that we are moving into the question segment of the podcast. I think there it's more go. like uh, question seagulls this week, isn't it? I can hear oh, them Jay's Jay's seagulls are so loud. I had to turn down my mic at one point. Dear listener, I do apologise. The amount of Jay 
podcasts these days on the roof of his house. Yeah, it's the only it's the, the, the internet's just not very good inside, so I have to sit out. I have to sit out up. All these seagulls are just worried that I'm attacking their nests, but I'm not. I'm just I'm just podcasting on the roof. I mean, what's weird about that? Honestly, he gets pecked half to death by the end of a, a podcast episode each week. I'm just giving I, back, giving back to Mother Nature. So yes, anyway. I thought it was some sort of purposeful atmos. Uh, yes, yeah. Well, we, <laughs> to be honest, is, I'm quite disappointed that it's not. I, I used to, I used to make them close their windows, but then I thought, you know, that that you know, the listeners aren't aren't necessarily well, you know. Like fifty percent of our listeners are in the states, and I thought they might want to hear some sort of you know large dog-sized seagulls that we have in. Uh, are you talking in, about me, Brighton? <laughs> not at all, not at all. But forget you know, about Corona; those are the biggest threat to my life. Whenever I go out of the house, oh, just yeah. getting dive bombed. Well, the the, the, the once or twice a month that you leave your house, yeah, you I watched a seagull eat a rabbit hole. That's true. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, anyway, so we are in the questions segment of the podcast. So uh, we should start this off. Um, uh, Jade Courts asked us, uh, what is the best guitar for all situations? If I wanted the best guitar for cover or wedding gigs, what would give me the best range of tones and sounds? Uh, sorry, the best range of tones and sounds good at the same time. It's, uh, that's Jade's question. So, so the ultimate all rounder. Maybe um, uh, uh, should we should we start? I won't I won't throw Naomi at the, in at the deep end. Actually, let's start with you, Jay, and uh, then we'll move around the room. What, what would you go? Uh, you know, best all rounder guitar that you could recommend for a listener. I mean, if if you would need to be switching from if you're doing wedding gigs and you're switching from you know a bit of a bit of chic to a bit of the killers. Or from a Britney Spears rock anthem to a Queen rock anthem. We, we, we get the the point. I I guess maybe like an HSS Strat. That's probably I I, I think that's probably what I always used to recommend when we were at GAC. because it's like if you want. Oh, I don't know if you heard that. There's a there's yeah. a boat outside my house. Big honk. <laughs> I live really close to a river as well as the sea. It's quite strange, but yeah, there's uh there's like always these big boats that. I thought it was a harbour. Uh yeah, I guess kind of. I mean there's there's a harbour there. There's as lots well. of lumber. Yeah. There's lots of lumber there. Yeah, there's lots of lumber there, yeah. Yeah, the lumber harbour. The great lumber harbour of just outside the of the greater that. Brighton metropolitan area. Oh. Um anyway, HSS Strat would probably be my 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 choice there. Uh, you know, you got your neck pickup there for all the kind of funky bits, and you got the bridge pickup for when you need to rock out to Mr. Brightside at the end of the night. Um, yeah, that's probably what I would suggest. I don't, I don't, I don't know any, so any dis- disagreements there. Well, no, from I, the team? I, think, I think a DK twenty four is is you know a Charvel DK twenty four is an excellent. A suggestion for an all-rounder that you know in in that sense if you're going to go down that hss line because of course the other important thing about versatility is that it's pink and uh and, and yeah. <laughs> of charvel, <laughs> charvel can offer that um Long you know known it, to be the most versatile finish of yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. Well, um, actually um, would that would that make it through the uh the the polymath branding guidelines oh, probably wouldn't would it no absolutely not everything is that why to... you don't do winning gigs that's the only yeah, reason yeah, why yeah, yeah, yeah. black or sunburst or silver burst we let silver burst in recently yeah so that's uh those are the three 
colours. Um, can I uh, can I introduce you to a little guitar called the Fender Brent Mason Signature Telecaster? <laughs> <laughs> um, because if uh, if you're looking for something versatile, I mean, I've not heard one yet, um, but I imagine with the combination of pickups on there. Um, that will do basically everything. Well, uh, I mean, at a classic wedding gig, you need to be able to bend both the G and the B at yeah. various times. And, and so, you know, as it's switchable, what you would do is, you know, wait till the interval. Everyone's having a bit of dinner. Switch it from G to B or whatever, and then you do your songs with the B bending. Is oh. um is that like the uh, the country music equivalent of playing a song in drop D? Just being like, hang on, ever you know, like when 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 we were kids and people would switch. Between, you know, I say that, I assume your band still does this, Joe, switching tunings and stuff, I don't know, whatever. Oh, yeah, we, we, we change guitars at least twice a gig. No, but I'm not talking about switching guitars. I'm talking about changing tunings oh, in yeah, the middle we do of that, a set, yeah. being like, oh, yeah, I've just got to... Everyone just talk amongst yourselves for a bit. But that's well, what country that's music That's why we do. switch guitars, because we have, we have to change tunings. Well, yeah, half but this, Jay's talking about that kind in. of amazing thing that you would see uh, when oh. you're in a like a college band or whatever. When, oh, uh, I see what you're saying. You go to a gig and someone would be like, "Hang on, yeah, okay, that song's finished. That was in uh, standard tuning. Now we're just we're just going to talk. Someone do a joke while we drop to you know <laughs> D standard or whatever. No, no, no. Yeah. It would be it would be uh, the for the final song the band play their heavy song where the uh, lead guitar player has to detune their guitar to drop d and the rhythm guitar player puts their guitar down because they only sing for the final song yeah classic the the (laughs) classic uh uh sixth form move so so just just to be clear so so you know obviously the you you're so you're saying an hss stratcaster you think is the most versatile guitar um, and Mark, you're you're going to be I'm suggesting. Saying, I'm saying the Fender Brent Mason Telecaster. <laughs> okay, Naomi. I wish I had a wild card that wasn't a Strat, but I'm only <laughs> speaking from uh, only speaking from function band experience and the guitars I've seen and witnessed and played with and heard. Um, the most of all have been have been Strats have been. Um, I've been HSS Strats as well. I've played with three guitarists, I think, whose regular function gig guitars are HSS Strats, incidentally. So um, I could have had a hotter take had I gone before um, <laughs> before you, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, last in, nothing nothing too hot to add. Incidentally, um, I would put in a shout for Tellies as well. Um, it was a Nash T63, 63T, um is the guitar that has cut through the most in any function gig mix i ever have played with um so yeah theoretically i would have said i would have said strat and further to that hss strat for that little bit of chunk depending of course on what genre you're playing through um but yeah strat would be my vote yeah i do think it's inevitable that that's going to be the choice for most versatile guitar whilst there's a very very specific time i think you know i'd maybe lean towards the hss um more than a than a standard strat if you're trying to do a bit of everything um i was trying to think creatively and be like you know come on we we can't we can't avoid set neck mahogany guitars on this they they can do a lot of things as well um and you know i, I was trying to think of like a do you remember the uh, the the gibson les paul les paul yeah. Yeah. Les plus. Les the plus. less plus the less plus 
I was trying to, you know, think about that because that was the the heyday, like 2015, the year that Gibson decided to do everything. Because you know, you've got you go to the Les Plus, you've got a you've got an adjustable brass nut. I think you've got robot tuners on that, so you don't need to worry about tuning. No, uh, I don't think so. Not on the split. Les Plus. I no, th- I th- oh. no. I think that was the year before. I think the Les Plus was 2014. They, um, they, yeah, they, they were 2015, but there might have been 2014s as well. Um, I, I just because I'm I, I one. think they were only one year. <laughs> Based right. if uh, if sales at GAC were anything to go by, I think they, which was which was weird because I thought they were cool. Um, um, they were 2015. Okay. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the GAC demo right now that says 2015. Too, yeah. Less plus. <laughs> I didn't demo. want to say, but yes, yeah, so I was. I was. I was doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, the uh, um, you know that's that's versatility for you, not having to tune. That's uh, that's, that's the, the um. Right I, I mean, I would say, and you know, I, I was being pretty flippant with the the Brematon, but like that guitar has got like everything on it. But to be honest, it sort of comes down to like. I, I, I sort of I think it's less about the guitar. Like I I genuinely feel you could do a function gig with like a Les Paul Jr. You know, as long as you can vary up your playing style enough, if you've got some pedals and amp that will make different sounds, like, yeah, it's it, it would be great to have like a neck pickup and stuff, but you can sort of get away with anything in any situation. And to me, that's kind of why I feel like, you know, we've talked about it before, but like the P bass is the best bit of design ever um, because you can sort of adapt it to do anything. You know, there's like sure. funk that's P-based, there's metal that's P-based, there's punk that's P-based, there's like pop stuff that's on a P-based. And I sort of feel like if you just had a Lisbeth Jr. or like something basic like a telly or something like that, you know, as long as you can adapt your playing enough and you're making the right sounds with pedals and an amp and stuff, it will generally fit with anything and it's a very unfussy way of doing it i also think it's important to remember that if you're playing weddings and and you know weddings and functions uh generally people don't care what they're listening to is the choruses and so as long as you're having fun and you like the sound of what you're playing it doesn't really matter because as long as you play mr brightside at the end everyone will come away happy whether you're using a Yamaha Pacifica or whether you're using a Schecter Omen Extreme. Uh, just, you know, slip, slip Mr. Brightside in at the end there and we're, we're, it won't matter. It really won't matter. That, That's that an extremely is... valid point. I think once you're cutting through the mix and not some sort of, um, you know, hyper muddy low-end guitar that would struggle to cut through keys in um, in the band, you're you're pretty much set, aren't you? Yeah, I mean the last last wedding I went to, which was just before lockdown, the band didn't even have a guitar player, and it sounded great. <laughs> it was wicked. Uh, I'd say my favourite bit of that actually was um, when they played Mr. Brightside. That song is so good. It's so good. His ultimate wedding anthem. Yeah, clearly, clearly, clearly. Well, yes, there you go. Right, one more question before we go from Philippe Gassner says, what baritone should I buy with a budget of 1000 to 1500 US dollars? Um, now, I'll start this off because I'm a, I'm a big fan of baritones and recently I've, you know, I've developed an obsession with the Gretsch, um, the, the G5 uh, 260, and they also um, they did exactly that model with a... Um, with a Bigsby as well, and I 
I, I think it was. I think they added a T to the end of that name. The 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 G five two sixty T. Um, but the great thing about that Gretsch baritone is it's actually unlike a lot of baritones, which are a twenty seven inch scale. They went to the full thirty inch scale, so essentially can be strung up as a bass six. And I think we spoke about this some weeks ago on the podcast. I think when the first Bigsby version came out, it actually was strung up as a bass six, and it's later been sort of you know redone as a um, as a as a baritone. But certainly the older one with the big speed dot inlays, unfinished back of the neck, very, very lovely. 599, so way under that sort of $1,000 mark. But if you get the new one with a stop towel, you get these lovely colours like they do London grey. And there's a there's some sort of a jade colour. I can't remember the exact name of it, but a lovely, subtle, um, uh, rich Gretsch colours, but with a gorgeous sort of V stop towel and big block inlays this time which uh which look absolutely lovely um I, I can't recommend those enough i think they are the best looking best value for money uh baritones on the market and this is from someone who's looked around a lot for interesting baritones when i realized that there were so few you know nice base sixes that i liked i was started looking for baritones with a 30 inch scale and uh, i think that's definitely an option uh naomi you had me a 30 inch scale mm. I have to say that is quite a nice touch I didn't actually realise that of the of the Gretsch model my shout under the thousand is it thousand thousand, thousand US fifteen hundred yeah US sure okay would be uh, the Reverend Descent if you're familiar um, available with or without Whammy I believe um, why is he, why is that so popular on a baritone? Like I don't know what you'd use it for. I guess I guess it is that um, surfy thing. Yeah, for sure. I've I have to say I don't think I've seen a whammy used once on a baritone, and I specifically have sought out baritone music before. Like I I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Letieri of Snarky Puppy fame yeah. and his his baritone funk series, which is which is pretty fantastic. If um, if anyone is in need of checking out a fine example of baritone playing. Um, but yeah, the Reverend um, Descent, as I said, would be my shout. It's 879, um, 879 pounds. Not quite sure what that would work out at in dollars now. Um, but yeah, uh, so chunky design. You've got the rail hammer uh, home cutter pickups on there. Um yeah, got a pickup switch between the two um, and a plain third on the strings as well for easy bending. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, so the, it's it's an, in, it, yeah, as you say, Joe, it's an interesting... Um, Railhammers on a baritone are an excellent shout. I actually, I'm really into this as an option just for the fact that uh, I'd have the ability, I'd have railhammers on there. They're just such fantastic um, pickups. And I think every, it's certainly every experience for... For for us, when we've when we've had a reverend with rail hammers, has been incredibly positive. I think they're a fantastic pickup choice. And yeah, this looks certainly very cool in the sort of body shape of the the same body shape as the Jetstream model, but with a baritone scale yeah. neck. And you get some excellent finishes as well, including a purple burst, which uh, and surf green. Which I am surf green about. looks really good as well. Oh really? On the on the baritone? Yeah, I can yeah. find it. Oh Looking right, sweet. Oh, surf right. green maple neck. 
Can I um, can I mention something completely different to either of the ones that you've looked at? And it's something you'd have to do a bit of digging to find a second-hand one because they haven't been made for a long time. The Ibanez Triple M1, the Mike Mashock baritone, um, only produced in t- uh, 2003? No, sorry, 2003 to 2008. Um, they are a, like, I think... It must be mahogany body. I'd have to do a bit of digging. Yeah, did sorry. Tri- okay. Did you say triple M? Yeah, triple in- M. Mike Mashock model. Why is it three M's and not th- two? Because it's Maybe the it's Mike Mashock model. In the same way ah. that Paul Gilbert is the PGM. <laughs> I understand now. Okay, um, this makes more sense. So. Oh. It- we, have we not spoken about this before? We talked about them a long time ago, yeah, I think. My, um, my, my first guitarist has one of these. Oh, this really? This is his guitar, well, yeah, yeah. There we go. So they're a through-neck, I believe they are mahogany body. Yeah, through-neck mahogany and purple heart uh, for the three-piece neck construction. Um, they have Ibanez Super 58s. They, I mean, obviously it was designed. Mike Mashock, I believe... Oh, stained? Maybe stained, yeah, stained. something like that. I'm uh, sure it's stained now, yeah. He's from stained, yeah. Um, so it's obviously designed for metal and stuff. But if you want something very different to a kind of surfy baritone, um, like the Reverend and like the um, Gretsch and Dan Electro and that kind of thing, if you want something that's a bit thicker sounding, um, this would definitely do it. Strung through body, so, I mean, it's about as kind of thick as you're going to get sound-wise. Um, tw- 28, sorry, 28-inch scale length. Um, so yeah, it's not designed to be like E to E. It's definitely a kind of B to B, um, guitar. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just remember them being super cool. And I bet They're- if you can find one now, they were like a satin finish. So I reckon that if you find one that's had a few years of play, it will probably oh, yeah. look really good. And then I bet the neck will feel really nice as well with, uh, you know, kind of played in. So yeah, I mean, that would be my choice. And I reckon you could probably get one for like, 750 quid i mean i can't imagine yeah. there'll be more than that so probably come in at about yeah 1000 usd second hand so my back when i was in you know my punk bands you know superheroes anonymous and four dead squirrels those uh, those punk bands <laughs> sure um the guitarist ben in in those bands played an ibanez mmm1 mike mashock stained signature uh, and i remember when we when we went into tuba talk which was the you know one of the two guitar shops in in what tube wait tuba talk tuba talk tuba talk as in tuba it's old tubers yes it's it's a it sold mostly sheet music and brass stuff but had a little guitar section no it was it was it had a decent spread of guitars in there to be fair tuba talk tuba talk that was the the name of the guitar shop um uh, yeah the, the guy who worked there was the spitting image of the front guy from coldplay uh, I ca- I cannot emphasise how much they were the same person. It was it was incredible. I'd love if that was a secret job by Chris Martin. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did you did you check? Was he actually the same person <laughs> running Tuba Talk in Watford? <laughs> he, was, he was lovely, very kind, which I imagine Chris Martin to be very lovely. So you know, I did, it, it could well have been the same person. But we went in there to to buy. You know, Ben was trying out different guitars. We were very young, you know, at, at this point in time. And he was trying out the Ibanez MMM1, and um, and and the guy was like, I think when Ben asked to try it, the guy went, you know, this is a baritone because I think Ben had obviously been trying. Like, we were in a punk band; he'd been trying like loads of strats and stuff, and uh, and then 
you know, the guy was like, you know, this is a baritone. And neither me nor Ben knew what that meant at that point in time. So you just went, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember us going, yeah, uh-huh, sure. And Ben liked it and bought it. And it was only when we realised that he couldn't get his strings up to East <laughs> East Standard for us to play that we looked up what, uh, you know, on the, I guess, the fledgling version of the internet back then, we looked up what baritone meant. And uh, I think at the time I was playing an Epiphone EBO, so the the worst kind of bass to try and get down. Yeah, so you can down tune, <laughs> you can tune up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But but since Ben has managed to get a set of strings to to go up to sort of E standard uh, on on the MMM one, so it is it is definitely possible. Whether it's healthy, I don't know. Um, but uh, but I actually always thought that guitar sounded fantastic. And yes, I did. Uh, uh, I shortly after that, actually, I think that led on to a real dark point in in my history. Where shortly after Ben bought that, and we realised I'd need to come down in tuning, I went onto the internet and purchased a. I wish I could remember the brand, but they were one of those brands that only existed on, you know, on the internet. Like you certainly weren't going to find them. Shine, there we go. Shine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. purchased myself a Shine six-string bass. I know exactly the one that you'd be talking about. We did yeah. used to sell them at GAC. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, yeah, it was about three hundred pounds, I think. I remember them. Was it? It looked sort of like. Was it like a jazz bass style? Oh, I mean, it was. It was very modern. I remember it being like you know, a sort of orangey. Very bold wood finish, yeah, very I, glossy. I know the exact one, actually. It was the one that was... Uh, it looked almost like a Yamaha sort of TRB style. Very much, yes. Yeah, yeah, I know I the exact that, yeah. one, Joe Branton, and yeah. I cannot believe you bought that for a punk band. <laughs> yeah, I think stuff went downhill from then, so, you know, you don't have to worry too much. Like, I remember Joe, that- Joe Branton's life jumped the shark the day before he bought <laughs> this Shine six-string <laughs> And that is the reason I've literally I am where been I am speechless. <laughs> literally speechless at the thought of you playing a six string. Whatever happened to three chords and the truth? Exactly. Exactly. It's obscene. Jade Cross, we haven't given you a chance on your baritone of choice. Well, so actually, I just wanted to pop back to talking about the um, uh, the Reverend Descent for a sec. Uh, something that uh, Naomi said that kind of piqued my interest was about the string gauge so i just wanted to jump back to that for a sec so these have got 12 to 68s on them now that's, that's not very heavy at all well no but having that plain g being a 26 on a six string guitar i couldn't find i can't find anything else that uses a plain g at that thickness so like the closest that I found was the not even slinkies have got a uh, 24 as a plain G. And I remember, like, for some reason, stringing up a guitar with those ones. And I just, it's like, it's like trying to, it's like trying to move a, a barge across a canal. I don't know. The 26 <laughs> is absolutely phenomenal. That's, that's amazing. So, um, yeah, really, that's quite something, and that's actually reference. Uh, that's a the, the strings that are on there are um, 
some SIT strings that are made specifically for that guitar, um, so or specifically for Reverend. So um, that is very interesting. Something that I didn't know there. So, very so that's cool. cool. Um, just jumping back to the question, I I, f I think this is like what was it a thousand to fifteen hundred quid? No, thousand thousand dollar budget. Thousand dollar budget. What? Oh, okay, okay. Just because there isn't. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. There isn't really, any, there's not really much when you get up past a grand. I mean, we've obviously waxed lyrical number a number of times about like the beer baritone, the the Chapman models. Um, those are fantastic, and you know, Rabia clearly knows what he's doing putting together a uh, a baritone like that. Um, you know, there's the the more recent like Squire model, uh, like the Paranormal series, the Paranormal Cabernet, which is really cool but really cheap. And then there's kind of once you get past like a thousand pounds, there's not really a huge amount until I guess there's like the Stephen Carpenter model, the ESP. Um, yeah. But those were, I don't even know if there was a six string. I think it's just seven and eights, isn't it? Uh, I think I, I, I was only aware of the seven, to be honest. Yeah, no, there's an eight. I'm sure there's there's an eight. In fact, yes, there is. Yeah, there's an eight. And um, it, it's kind of weird that there's there isn't there doesn't tend to be much in the way of that kind of like, you know, thousand to two thousand quid or dollar mark um so yeah i guess those are probably that's probably what i'd be looking at either the the, the reverend or the the beer depending on what sort of uh style of music you're looking to play yeah absolutely yeah the the beer i think maybe something we didn't talk about enough uh in in this sort of lineup yeah an absolutely fantastic guitar and yeah you know designed by a fantastic player as well mm Yes. Well, this actually draws us to the end of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So you can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of the Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can also find uh, that in the description of this podcast. Um, this week on our Patreon episode, we're going to be continuing to take questions from our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. And to become a Patreon supporter, it costs only a dollar a month. And you can enjoy the podcast ad free and early. Or $5 a month will get you the podcast ad free and early and access to our entire back catalogue of Patreon special episodes and mini series. And then at the $10 tier, you can become an executive producer and enjoy everything I've already mentioned, plus the prestigious honour of having your name sung in a podcast outro song. Now, I realised once again, for the second week in a row, I completely forgot to introduce our new patrons at the start of the episode, so, you know, I'll very quickly do that now. So thank you very much to Michael McVeigh for upgrading to the $10 tier. You'll be joining everyone else on the $10 tier as I continue to struggle to fit all of your names into the pre-written strong and also uh, song, and also to James Ketch. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, Legends. Follow us. Yes. Thank you both, legends. That we are ever closer to that uh, to mod mode, as it were. Yes, but you can follow us on all the major social platforms with at Guitar Nerds and join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye bye. I'm not going to get you. This is my color.
Simon Milborn, Mark the South Cadillac, and Stuart Robson. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.